Coffee isn't just a drink, it's who you are. We are Little Green Hive, and we're here to serve that perfect cup of coffee made just for you. We're women-owned and locally sourced. Our mission is to provide the best product for our customers, as well as strengthen our community. From fair trade coffees and teas, to breakfast, lunch, and smoothies, we have everything you need to start your day off right. Come visit us in downtown Roanoke, Grandin Village, and now at the Daleville Town Center, Little Green Hive, because coffee is personal. I feel like this is like crazy map quest nostalgia. Yeah. Like going on vacation as a kid. It's not vacation, but this spin around the city is a quest. Yeah, like so I'll go first and turn around so we get the whole thing. A quest for data. For so long, I feel like all we talked about was energy efficiency, and it's like that's not all this is about. In this week's episode of Hometown Stories, a map a thermometer, and one very excited meteorologist. Oh, it was so much fun. Bring the effects of climate change straight to the heart of a city. Lives can be different for the better. Um, in Roanoke, we can actually help people. And Nell said basically, like, if we can just help 10, 15, 20 people live more comfortably, you know, this is a great way of doing that. This is a big first step. Good to go here. This microphone is much lower than yours. Mic check, mic check. Hello, hello. This is my friend and my colleague, meteorologist Ian Cassette. Hello. He spends most of his time forecasting for Southwest Virginia from the WDBJ7 Weather Center, or most recently his living room. But every once in a while, we let him loose. For you, as a meteorologist, what was this experience like? Oh, it was so much fun. Ian recently learned about a grant awarded to Roanoke City from the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, or NOAA. The Southwest Virginia town is joining other cities like Seattle in an effort to map heat. Basically, heat mapping is simply going through and looking at a whole city, recording temperatures down to the street level and seeing what city, what parts of the cities are the hottest. It's an interesting data set for scientists, those studying climate change in particular, because of this phenomenon that happens only in cities. There's such a thing called an urban heat island, which basically the sun, when it heats up things, it doesn't heat up things evenly. And the city itself, cities with buildings, streets, uh, especially dark roads, they heat up a lot more than, say, a tree or grass, a park. The way the heat gets absorbed, it lasts and it kind of absorbs more heat and it sticks. And Ian says scientists have determined the difference in temperature between urban and green spaces can sometimes be as much as 10 or even 15 degrees. And this is significant, too, because the summer in Roanoke was one of the hottest on record, right? Yeah, uh, hottest July on record. We had we hit 90 degrees almost every single day except for one. It was 89 degrees. But how do you measure the urban heat island effect? That's where the map, the thermometer, the excited meteorologist, and Grace Harwin come in. Is there like a speed that you have to go kind of like to make sure it's fully reading the temperatures or yeah, so most it, accurate? It um, tells you to keep it between five miles an hour and 35. Um, That's quite a range. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Grace and her mom volunteered to hit the road in the name of science. I used to work with the Clean Valley Council um, in Roanoke and um, I now work for a soil and water conservation district. So okay. just through kind of environmental um, listservs in the area, I found out about it. Grace, 
Her mom and Ian in the back seat were equipped with a printout map, which led them across Roanoke City. <laughs> I feel like this is like crazy map quest nostalgia. Yeah. Like going on vacation as a kid. On this warm but somewhat cloudy August day, they drove their route once in the morning, once in the afternoon, and then again at night. So we're, here we are. So we're going to duck back over and come back into this neighborhood. And at each spot, Grace and her mom record the temperature through a little thermometer hanging out the passenger window. Kind of like those things pizza delivery drivers wedge between the window and the car. So we just went through probably the more residential portion of the drive mm -hmm. um, with a lot of tree coverage, but we're going to be making it our way over Orange into a different part of town. What's the point of heat mapping? So, yeah, I guess I should have got to the point of what the point, <laughs> what's the point of it? Gets the point. You know, it's a matter of now having the technology to see, okay, we know exactly what part of the city is the hottest. There's been some studies done over the last few years. A lot of the times the hottest parts of cities are often the poorest. You know, when I found out about this grant, that's the way I look at it. You know, all the things it says about climate and equity and health, how this all really affects people. Because for so long, I feel like all we talked about was energy efficiency. And it's like, that's not all this is about. This is Nell Boyle, a sustainability outreach coordinator for the city of Roanoke and the person who applied for the grant from NOAA. So NOAA isn't really able to capture that information with satellites. So there is this movement across the country for cities to look at what that surface temperature is, gauge that, and then have a much better understanding of what's really happening with climate change and what's really happening with escalating temperature. So what, what overall difference do you, do you see in this portion of the area compared to the first neighborhood that we drove through? Um, so, yeah, this area doesn't have any really green spaces at all, so there's no, um, you know, it's all industrial, so it's it's either gravel or concrete pavement, um, very few trees comparatively, and you don't have that grass open space once you get further back. Um, a lot of just, like, hard, hardscaping. Ian says people like Nell want to really be able to identify, down to the street level, the places and the people feeling the effects of the intensified heat so they can begin the process of helping people into better living situations. And that includes things like repainting roofs and roads, planting trees, tearing up asphalt, or just getting people working ACs. First of all, just to open the discussion. It's an important discussion and it really is a very close link on climate and how that affects people because there are people in these communities that may not have air conditioning that, you know, um, simple things like I said, by planting some trees in certain areas, we might be helped able to mitigate some of this. Very frequently, it's in poorer communities. So we'll be overlapping some poverty data over the mapping to make sure that the areas that might have the highest heat, you know, who lives in those communities and are those people, uh, you know, available to get some services that maybe that they didn't know about or is there something we can do to sort of make that more comfortable for them. Anything else to add? I'm uh, sure there's plenty to add. This is the first of, um, this is going to be a series, so there's a lot to dive in. I mean, it's kind of one of those overwhelming things. There's just so many different ways you can slice this um, and also just kind of go dive further into what can be done about this. Where do we go from here?
So we want to know, how has heat affected you? If you'd like to contribute to our next story, email us, news at wdbj7.com. Thanks to Ian for his reporting this week. Hometown Stories is a production of WDBJ7 in Roanoke, Virginia. Our editor is Ben Requelmi. I'm Leanna Scacchetti. We'll see you next time. Hometown Stories is sponsored by Little Green Hive, because coffee is personal. Locations in downtown Roanoke, Daleville, and Grandin.